When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Rue's Kitchen. I'm your host, Jason Madison, and as always, joined by my co-hosts, Bethany Anderson and Anthony Mays. Good enunciation, man. Good enunciation there. Thanks for being clear this time. We're not your co-hosts. Just got to make sure that everybody knows that. It's a mistake. I mean, we... We could be co-hosts. <laughs> right. It was a Freudian slip, if you will. Um, <laughs> and we're talking about episode seven, the theater and its double. Rexy's back. You know what I'm saying? Lexi did her thing on the play. This is all about the play. Who did you say was back? Who's Rexy. back? You saying Rue and Lexi are back? Yeah, Rexy's back. Rexy. Okay. Yeah, I had Rexy to make sure. Back. I thought oh, you yeah. were saying Rexy because she wrecked shit. But <laughs> no, Rexy's back. Like okay. this was Rue and Lexi's episode. And that was really the overarching arc for me. There was a lot of other drama and things at play. But the thing that pulled on my heartstring was seeing them be young girls and go through everything. And it was, it that was a stand by me, you know? Mm-hmm. They did okay. it. Okay. I, I could see that. Yeah. yeah. So I thought it was really interesting that we started with we open with the overture like mm-hmm. it's like 30 to 45 seconds of just you know the screen and um and then we go into lexi at um rue's house for rue's dad's uh funeral or, mem- or memorial whatever you want to call it yeah um i thought that was really interesting how she's just like taking everything in like she always does but like even in that moment she's very observant and just listening to everyone's conversations and you know we get a a peek at Leslie who is being questioned, you know, by this random lady in the house asking about life insurance and all this stuff. It's like, girl, like read the room, honey. Right. (laughs) Please. And then, you know, she kind of runs away from her over to, was it Susie? Suze. Um, I think it's just a... Sue. Sue. Suze. Suze. (laughs) No E on it. No E on it. (laughs) And so Lexi walks down the hallway to go find Rue and I, I caught this after rewatching because I'm like, who are these random like girls in the hallway? But we have the double of Cassie, Maddie, and Kat in the hallway kind of gossiping. So we got Cassie, who is Holly. We got Maddie, who is Marta, and Kat, who is Luna. Mm-hmm. But I was I was really confused, but then it all, you know, came together and made sense once we saw her play kind of open. Yeah, that was, uh, I was... Not sure if that was supposed to be Cat. I was like looking like, is that? I was like, was Maddie fat when they were younger? I don't know. It was just, a, <laughs> it just looked like I was just trying to make sure that that was the way she was doing it at first. You know, watching it, I'm like, okay, like are these three other random girls and she's just showing them, or she's really showing how I've always had the strongest relationship with Rue. They're all in the hallway, these same girls. This is the story of the five of us, Our Life, right? That's the name of the play, Our Life. We got the... Not Oklahoma, by the way. <laughs> it's not it's Oklahoma. Not, we not got even a loose adaptation. She ripped yeah. up Oklahoma, tossed it, it's gone. Yeah. Our Life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we got the uh, another memeable line from Maddie. Is this play about us? Or no maybe. shit, Maddie. No <laughs> shit. So yeah. I, I really like how, you know, we start the play. We we go back to real life, go back in time to, you know, Rue and Lexi having their conversation. And she walks in and Rue is just doing a line off of a book or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she's like, damn, girl. So she's been like, we get a chance to see like, oh, she's really been like into it before her dad passed. And immediately after she's just going for it. And so she reads to Rue and then we transition into the play. And I like how they introduced every character with like a picture day. That yeah. was just so dope. Like, I thought that was a brilliant way to like this, like we get to see them and we get their names. And, you know, as the audience watching, which I was confused, like, why would Maddie be like, is this about, a- yeah, girl, like you see <laughs> yeah. your doppelganger right there. Right. 
Exactly. Okay, the- wait, wait, wait. Maze. No, up? no, I'm no, please. By all means, both of you take your time. Please praise this. I'm giving you as much runway and space as you can. I'm holding all my stuff back. Keep talking about how confusing it was. Yeah, go on, B. I think that's but that's part of that's part of the charm of the episode is that it's a play, but it's also showing you the real behind the scenes of what went on in these events and it's giving you, yeah, it's unreliable narrative uh, narrator because you don't know whose perspective or what is really what but it's also dope to see basically the talent that they are showing that Lexi has you know she's kind of been a backside character she doesn't have the drama of her sister you know she's not wilding like Rue or you know Jules or Elliot and any of these other people and so now she kind of is coming to the fore and it's dope to see that transformation like happened before our eyes and they're showing like this is the talent this person is equipped with same with ethan you know i'm i'm team ethan and he really got to shine you know early on in that (laughs) that moment when he was a photographer for class day like he plays so many characters in this place so like you know a star star is born (laughs) he came in as Sue's. yeah that's right he came out that's me on stage he's playing me She was so elated just to see herself included and how it's like spot on it was. Like she comes in with the wine glass, like the way she's dressed and everything. It was just perfect. Ethan, Ethan was the star of the show. And like Kat, you know, some episodes ago is like, oh, you got the part? Yes, bitch. He got every part. (laughs) All the parts. (laughs) Like, yes. I I don't want to take anything away from Ethan. Phenomenal. Loved it. Loved his enthusiasm. Loved all the roles he was playing. I also don't want to take anything away from Lexi. Getting on her Max Fisher bullshit behind the scenes. Chewing <laughs> right. out the lighting operator saying she'll replace him with a blind monkey. All of it. It's fantastic. It's I'm a blind three-year-old. Blind yeah. three-year-old. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm with it. Also, the fact that Ethan is the star of the play. He's a hot, straight theater kid. Yeah. He'd be hooking up with every girl in the show. All right. Yeah. Like he wouldn't be locked down with Kat who doesn't care about him. If you're a straight man in the theater world, it is like crack cocaine <laughs> right. being released into the neighborhood. Like they every, you know, especially when we get to the dancers, which I can't wait to talk about later. Like none of those dudes were straight. So right. you know that Ethan had the pick of the litter. Yeah. Cat, you're fucking up. Also, she's like, laughing and smiling and it's what what you you dumped his ass you dumped yeah, his like ass last episode hurting. watching him shine right now has got to be hurting her soul like you know i don't i can't imagine what what she's going through but she's playing it off so cool like yeah i just broke up with this guy who's obviously a star in the making like and He's putting on the best performance that any of us have ever seen. Putting my my cam girl vids to to shame. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, he he put his toll ethusy into that play. <laughs> Yo, so I like how we're going like back and forth. Like you know, of course we got Maddie. You know, trying to figure out what's going on. But then um, we get to go and have a flashback to Fexy. So Lexi's trying to sit here and explain. She does a terrible job at it, but she's trying to explain what the play is about. And he's confused as fuck, but she also kind of sounds confused too. But she's, you know, more concerned about if she's going to hurt people's feelings. But I feel like she kind of wants to in a way, but she wants to be seen as like the good girl. Like, oh, I didn't mean to hurt feelings. This is just, you know, you know, our life and my perspective of what's going on. But the way that she portrayed her sister was like spot on. Yeah. Spot on. Oh yeah. She that was it was a read. If you it was a read. It was a read. <laughs> yeah. But so. you know, like even just, you know, going into this whole like this talk about puberty and boobs and your body's changing, how they had her, you know, descend from the ceiling and the hoop and you know, she's dressed like an angel. And, you know, this is how she sees how everyone views her sisters as like this perfect girl. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of overlooked because she doesn't have the uh, the appearance that her sister has, who's like what, like a a year and some change older than her. Yeah, four hundred and thirty three days to be. Yeah, fair. there we go. <laughs> yeah. And I like the part where she's just like, oh yeah, you know, 
maybe, you know, they're still growing. And, and you know, her sister's like, no, they're not. No. You're done. <laughs> You're not getting no titties, girl. That's it. That's it for you. That's a wrap for you. That I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate. Like, still I waiting see all on my... those to show up, B? <laughs> You know what? I had them after I had mm. my son. And I was like, oh, shit. And then they were like, peace out. <laughs> I'm out of here. So it was fun while they lasted. But I mean, I remember that, like being in high school and seeing everybody just like get these boobs, like my best friend, huge boobs. She ended up having to get like a, a breast reduction later because her boobs were so big. So I'm seeing all these girls walk around with cleavage and they're like trying to cover up, you know, like in, in real high school, there's a dress code. You can't just be out showing them yeah, off. No, not, not a euphoria. The short skirts. Uh, the the cleavage, it's all for everybody's viewing publicly in, in Look, this high school. I wore an off-the-shoulder sweater. Yeah. And I mean, I was covered, Yeah, but my shoulders were exposed. My shoulder blades were exposed. And I got sent to the office like, hey, yeah. you got to put a coat on or you have to change yeah. clothes. And I'm like, are you serious? I'll be showing them shoulders in here, girl. Yeah. Uh, but I, but uh, it's funny that you're talking about that because I was thinking about um, the Pam and Tommy uh, thing that's yeah. on now and like how big boobs were in the 90s yeah. like boobs are way less of a thing now i feel like i mean obviously they will always be a thing it's part of just the nature of, well of, yeah yeah the, young people but the yeah. pam anderson archetype of top heavy skinny white <laughs> yeah. girls with no ass is out yeah it's, yeah, it's all yeah. about booty now this is the booty generation yeah we're that's in a right. booty generation we have we have changed fundamentally as people um, but yeah, no, so that, that whole, you know, I think we can thank JLo for that. I think that's probably it, yeah, her she, doing she start, Yeah. She started the transition. Kim Kardashian like, took it over the top, but it right. was JLo's wave that we're on. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. We, we went from JLo and then we went to like Beyonce and her like bootylicious era. Mm -hmm. And yeah. she just took that and ran with it. And then of course we get the Kim K and then with all the surgery yep. innovations, yeah. mm, we got to get we got to give credit to Nicki Minaj as well because she had a pioneer uh, body type. Yeah, and that was everybody wanted to look like her for a while, you know, for a long while. Still, that's kind of what the BBL thing is all about. Not to and, get too and far social media, yeah, social media for sure. Um, yeah. They said, you know, you know, with all the studies being done, that you know, with selfies, you know, becoming super popular, mm -hmm. people didn't like the way that they looked in photos. That mm -hmm. they started to change, you know, surgically and permanently. So that they didn't have to do so much like altering. And then, of course, we get the filters and everything else. So people want to look like their photos in real life. And we just have this huge phenomenon. But, yeah, you know, yeah, uh, Lexi, Lexi wanted some titties. Yeah. And, and <laughs> so did she wear like a push-up bra when she did that dress scene? All right. She does a dress scene next. Yeah. And she's like strutting her stuff in front of. Yeah. Speaking uh, of technology, man. Yeah. <laughs> so shout out to the set designers, because if I were to put on a play, I would have not even thought of like how to do anything like that. And the, the budget, like, girl, yeah, like what's students, going on? You know, those students, they're so entrepreneurial. They've I got mean, their yeah, whole the lives ahead of them. <laughs> yeah, they, they're them. visionary talents. You know, Lexi gets a lot of credit for being a genius for writing this play. But right. a play is a product of lots of people it's not just lex she's not building the sets herself i just want to make yeah it's clear. a collective effort for yeah, sure the, the stage manager does that the stage manager definitely deserves a hand for what she was doing we don't know her name but uh the little the young sister that was lexi's right hand she yeah, she's uh, dope. she was calling the shots she's dope yeah so I'll, I'll give you guys the broadway worthy production budget and set design all right you can have that all right <laughs> yeah. i'll even give you the doppelgangers for everyone in the cast. Yeah, there's yeah. people that look exactly like them that go to their school and we've never <laughs> talked about it before. Sure, totally. I'm, I'm buying it. I'll yeah. even give you the ripped gay dancers with perfect choreography oh. right, that are grown-ass men. I'll give you those. They've got 20 dudes at Euphoria High who can break it down like no other sure totally i'm in i'm buying it and no, it really hit me, it hit me with the marcha thing though when i saw her and i was like if she's a real person how could she not be thinking like i go to the school with a girl that i look just like and now i'm playing her in this play yeah. like yeah 
Like we needed a little more character development on that. Like these girls have been waiting for their moment to shine, to take over the spotlight. And here it is. Yeah. See, but, when, when everyone else ages out, we can just go to them. <laughs> but where they lost me guys was with what Sam Levinson himself described in the feature at after the episode of sometimes it's the play and sometimes it's a memory and sometimes it's in somebody's head and you're not sure whose head it's in. And even I don't know whose head it's in. Come on. It was incoherent. We don't know what the fuck is happening. All of a sudden Cassie and Nate are fucking on stage, but it's not our, the Cassie and Nate in the play. It's the real Cassie and Nate. So did they really do that? Or is that just <laughs> her being worried about fucking on stage? What's going on? It's too much. They should have done everything with the doppelgangers and they should have done it on stage. Do you want to have the memories? Yeah. got to do it a different way. And the, the, the editing on the show is already chaotic. Like in a normal episode, it's chaotic. This was turned up to 11. It was taking it to the next level with this stuff. It was yeah. bananas. Yeah. They went thought, to the final frontier with that. <laughs> I thought it was beautifully done. I'm sorry. Like I love the Okay. So the scene when Lexi's trying to, you know, looking at her boobs or whatever, we have Cassie. Oh, you know, no big deal. If I could switch bodies with you, I would in a second. And they pan over and then we get her double. And I just thought like, holy shit, that's really dope. Because I feel like with everything that we're getting in the play and how we get Lexi's point of view, we're getting her perspective in a backstory way. Right. You know what I mean? Like, especially when they, you know, talk about Lexi and Cassie's dad. Mm -hmm. In season one, we got it all from Cassie's point of view. You know, they went to get ice cream and everything was all great, but we didn't get to see what Lexi was experiencing. And I love how they played off of that. You know, she's... And I love how they like aged them down because, you know, they didn't have on makeup and they had their hair and pigtails and braces and Big braces, you know, baby. dress yep. crazy or braces whatever. Braces age you down every time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> but I loved how, you know, we got to see that Lexi, I mean, uh, yeah, Lexi was just going through it with yeah. her dad. She picked up immediately like, yo, dad is not okay. And we probably need someone to come pick us up because he's a mess right now. Shout yeah. out to those euphoria like, dads, man. They're right. not representing, not <laughs> representing for us. Yeah, I hope that McKay's dad did well by him. <laughs> oh, you mean McKay, the dude that hasn't showed up since he was at the New Year's party and <laughs> Nate mushed his face? That guy? Yeah, yeah that well, was. Let's it. hope. Let's hope he is at college making friends. He has a new girlfriend. Let's hope he made the team and he's getting reps on the field. Yeah, fingers crossed for McKay. I wish the best for that young man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It, it was kind of like a dope uh, way to see how Cassie, even seeing her dad fucked up, she just wanted his love and to be around him. And that just says a lot about who her character yeah. is and what she yeah. wants. And they are totally different in that sense. So I really enjoyed how they kind of weave this in and out. Yeah, I liked I, I, that scene a lot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But I think I think I like generally the style and I get what he's, you know, the kind of the dilemma he's up with up against is that he wants to create this highly stylized show. He wants to give backstory. You yeah. know, he wants to do all these cool tricks um, and he wants it to all make sense, but it doesn't. And I get what, you know, your frustration, man, is. But it's like I just kind of enjoy it now because I'm so sick of being frustrated with it. But it's just like, yeah, I. I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, is the memorial actually in the play? Do they have any scenes of the memorial in the play? Because they right. showed it twice. And I'm like, well, it leads to something that's in the play and the people reacted to it. So how was that shown in the play? Like, And so I'm like, you know, there's a bunch of things that, hap that happens with. I mean, there's the whole, you know, again, the, the show always has an elephant in the room scene. And it's like, the cow Nate thing, like what the fuck was that? <laughs> Yo! <laughs> like, Yo! Like, just Yo! throw that in the middle of the play. Like, all right. Whose imagination was that? <laughs> yeah, like, please. Jules? Jules? Like, what are we talking about? I was creeped out. This really turned into like a really psycho thriller for a moment. Like, we had so many scenes where I'm like, this would be like a great scary movie when we have 
you know, yeah. Cassie, she reacts, she, you know, gets out, she goes to the bathroom and she's in the mirror, like smiling and crying at the same time. I'm like, this girl is psycho. Yeah. She goes back and she's breathing on the door. And it's just like, I've seen this in Jurassic Park, but you know. Wait, so that that <laughs> that scene was Nate's bad dream, right? It was Nate's yes. bad dream, yeah. And yes. there was some Cassie Jewel mix-ups, yeah. like in the mirror. And then he's looking at the back of his own head. Right? That, part, with Maddie. that part. Start with Maddie. It's a Maddie putting on a dress that's looking back, right? Mm, Isn't gotcha. she looking back at him, right? And then it turn, then it goes from her to him ripping off the uh, <laughs> whatever fishnets, the fishnets, uh, yeah. Uh, who we think is Cassie, and then her head in the bed, and then yeah. Uh, well, wait, no. And then at some point, Cal comes in. Yeah, because there's Jewel. Jewel <laughs> isn't is in the mirror, right? Yeah. This too, right. Am I, so yeah, he's putting all of his he got all everybody all up in one giant goulash. <laughs> yeah, so, <like>. sex nightmare. <laughs> yeah, like, that was uh, baby. You got yeah. a stew going. <laughs> yeah. And so um, yeah, throwing that in the midst of everything again, like I don't. Maybe that's just foreshadowing the scene that they're having with the guys and lifting weights and how he's going to react to it, but. I mean, I I, it, it kind of just shows that Nate is just, he's fucked up by right. his dad. His right. dad is, he, his dad fucked him. Literally, he has really been I mean, messed did he? up. I guess that's the question that everybody then asked after that, right? Is like, was he sexually abused by Cal? That's kind of the... Emotionally, mentally, I feel like, absolutely. Yeah. Like, that could be a form of, of sexual abuse in a way by him watching his dad fucking on video for right. however for 10 years right yeah for sure and that can really take a toll on you so he's you know confused about his feelings about you know with his dad with jewel with cassie with everyone he's yeah. really just so messed up and he just can't figure out what's really going on in his head and you know he's waking up in a cold sweat and then we got you know cassie beside him trying to come from him like oh it's just a dream it's like girl <laughs> right but what was that scene with them having sex, that's not in the play, right? No, no, it was just very highly stylized. But, but, but there's a, but there, yeah, there's a shot of it where the where the crowd is in the background. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so. there was. I, <laughs> I think that was probably. I mean, then we just get into this weird interpretation. Like that's Cassie feeling like her whole life is being put up on display, right? Right. right. I like that. Me yeah. and my boyfriend are now being aired out in front of everybody. Right. Uh, we need to talk about Fez. Fez, the only person who didn't make it to the play in the whole goddamn town, apparently. It's the open seat right there. Lexi, a <laughs> little too preoccupied to be hurt by this, but mm -hmm. he's got too much going on. But he didn't make it. Obviously, we have the whole tension at the house. We've got the random drug dealer Faze boyfriend coming over. He's up Ashtray. to no good. Ashtray's got a... Is it a knife? He's got a knife yeah. up his sleeve. Yeah, I'm kind of switchblade. Something's about to go down there. And we know that he doesn't make it. So they leave that cliffhanger for us. But worried about my guy Fez. Don't don't do anything to Fez. Do not bench Fez. Yeah. Like, I won't, I will riot. I will stop watching this show. But I did think it was interesting to see the flashback with Fez, Rue, and Lexi hanging out and Lexi smoking weed for the first time because yeah. when they have that conversation at New Year's, it seems like they've never talked before. Right, right. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It really does make it seem like, oh, you know, you're the coolest person here in a way yeah. like we've never had a chance to get to know each other we've and hang out. We've never talked and, before. And it's yeah. like, you, drew, you guys drew a mustache on her face, a whole beard on her face right. and laughed about it and yeah, so and they, they did a nice little uh, inception with the Bob Ross yeah, they joke did. there. That was yeah. Planting the seed. I like that. full circle with that. I like that. Yeah. But, that, you know, and, and, and even with you saying that, like, you know, they went to the store, uh, right. Lexi yeah. and Rue, and, you know, she sees that Rue is buying drugs from him and they hang out at the store and shit. So it was just like. Back when Rue just smoked weed. Yeah, it was just yeah. weed. It's just, just copping a little eighth. You know simple days, you know. Yeah, just. Spark, spark up that, that blunt real quick. But yeah, they, they clearly are well aware of each other. So it's weird. It just makes the New Year's scene and everything that's happened this season a little weirder. 
because it seems like they would have had more context for this. I get that they're, you know, discovering potential romantic feelings for each other, but that just stuck out. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask, and this, I don't know if this is a dumb question because I haven't been paying attention or if it's a smart question and everybody's asking it, but (laughs) (laughs) how did Rue's dad die? He had cancer. Okay. Yeah. Cancer. Okay. And then. And the first, the first line that she's doing, I believe is his medication. Yeah, she said it was okay, her yeah, dad. Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's what I was going to say. Like, the, she had his pills, and that's what was so interesting, that she did a line of something else for his cancer. So what could that have been? She crushed it up, probably, and decided to sniff it. That was my guess. What kind of drug could that have been that it would have... No know idea. What? You know what, Jason? Take a little <laughs> walk down to your local pharmacy and yeah. ask them which cancer drugs are the best to get high on. They'll, they'll <laughs> yeah. help you out. Okay. <laughs> just that was just an interesting thing to me because it was like it seemed like they were trying to make a connection with her you know doing that with him and I was just like but if he had if he didn't die of drugs then like yeah so even in in season one she was she started to take his pills and she even said like she would lay beside him they would watch tv together that Mm. She was like, he was so high that he didn't know or didn't notice that she was mm-hmm. also high as well. So she was taking his medicine before right. he even passed away. Right. Which brings me to, I think, my favorite scene. It's funny because I love the play, but my favorite scene was the scene with Leslie and Rue in the bed. Mm-hmm. And she's eating her butter pecan ice cream <laughs> uh, like a true mom, like a true black mom. A black mom, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> And she was just being real with her. And my, my favorite line was she said, that's exciting to you, being a crackhead? Like, you know, they came down off of the high of their argument and the feel good of the dinner. And now, like, she's been going through her withdrawal. And she's like, basically, like, I'm going to have a real ass conversation with you right now. It's like, you know? basically, I'm kind of washing my hands. Like, girl, you're going to yeah. do what you want to do anyway. You're fighting me. You're, you know, going crazy all over my house. And yeah just losing your shit and it's exhausting and you could tell the conversation that um leslie and ali had really you know she was thinking about that like yeah i need to focus on gia because yeah, right she took now his advice <laughs> yeah, right, you know right. like like a good girlfriend i'm joking <laughs> yeah, right right yeah i would love to see that be like wishful the, thinking be wishful i would love thinking. to see that i'd be at the end of the season finale it's just like leslie and ali having dinner at the house <laughs> mm. We gotta have also we gotta have- also Jay, we got the we got the follow-up to the scene that you wanted to see last week. Yes. We got Maddie chasing Cassie into the bathroom. Oh, I did man. see a great thing online of how it's the exact same situation separated by a bathroom door as it was at the New Year's party mm-hmm. yeah. with Maddie on the outside and Cassie on the inside. Yeah, and and Maddie you know, gives that heartbreaking line right there where she says, he put me through hell and now he's fucking my best friend. Like, also, dang. it's not about him. This is about us. Yeah, exactly. Like she, ta- she like, told her that. Like, it's like, she, fuck, fuck him. How, yeah. how do you ruin our friendship like this? And you know the bullshit he put me through and you still decide to fuck with him for an extended, like for a while. And I love how they decided like, we're going to debut our relationship at school. We're going to walk down the hallway and, you know, and Maddie's just like, well, at least she looks the part. <laughs> Looking like me, she, bitch. Yep. Yeah, it's like, cause she knows, she knows this guy. She knows what, how he likes to control, you know, the women that he's into. It's like, he likes a certain type of woman, you know, to be dressed and to be soft and to look super feminine, to be hairless, and you know how they described him in uh his 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 fantasy in season one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess we got another scene too with your girl Maddie and Minka Kelly. What the hell was this scene? This so was know, one of the I dumbest wa- scenes of the whole episode. So I, I watched this scene three times. What? Like I watched it more than anything because I was trying to understand what was going on, and so I guess what's happening is that. Maddie's supposed to be leaving the town. Yeah, that's what it seems the, like. That's what the yeah. message was I got. And she yeah. was talking about saying goodbye to the kid that she was babysitting. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, because yes. at first I thought she was talking to him about Nate. And I'm like, that doesn't make no sense. And then I, that's why I had to watch it back again and again. And I'm like, oh, okay. Because then even at the end, she gives her uh, the gift, the dress. And on the card, it says, don't look back. So I'm like, okay. So she's thinking about leaving. I don't know if she's, if they're, 
she's the senior out of the group. Who the fuck knows? So, <laughs> like, that's so, why it doesn't make any sense. So Lexi and Rue are a year younger. So it's Maddie yeah. and Cassie and possibly Kat. I'm not sure. Yeah, I think Kat may be in the, I think I think Kat is in the same class as um Jules and Rue because Kat mm. and Jules met in summer school. Okay. Who knows? I think, is the, I think she's is the leaving. perfect answer to that. <laughs> exactly. She says she's leaving. We gotta believe her. Let's yeah. talk about Kat for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about Kat for a second. Who Lexi introduces as Maddie's best friend. Yep. This BB erasure will <laughs> not stand. <laughs> what? Hey, we want more BB. They just fucking met. They're not best friends. <laughs> Hey, man. So a lot of times in TV shows, bro, you know, the second season after a show really realizes it's hot, they start to rewrite what they did in season one. It yeah. happens a lot. Honestly. Oh, boy. You know, um, and so that's why I can't even be that mad because I just know that that's, you know, what we're going through right now. And now this is going to be the canon of the show. What happened in season two, everything before it will kind of matter. And then cats, cat. Mask, yeah. sexy dancing. Yeah. Was that doppelganger cat? <laughs> was that in the play? Does that Lexi was a big know question. about the webcam shit? Does anybody know about it? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was cat getting back in her bag <laughs> and they just wanted to show that. <laughs> like, basically, because it wasn't her doppelganger. It was for sure Bari. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, okay, what are they just showing some sort of juxt- juxtaposition? Whose mind is this in? Forget <sighs> it. It's just cat getting back in her bag. That's all you yeah. need to know. <laughs> like, That's all it was. That's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. You can, so, and when you're watching this stuff, Maze, you got to be able to parse this out as it's happening. Oh, okay. Thank you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Thanks for so, the They're going to throw random shit at you throughout the episode. <laughs> and you got to be able to tell, okay, is this real? Is this bullshit? Is this fun for Sam Levinson? Okay, let's keep going. Yeah, I really with this whole play, I really watched I really enjoyed watching everyone's reaction to seeing themselves up there. Mm-hmm. But mostly I really enjoyed how Rue seems so proud of Lexi. Like, yeah. you know, some people would be like, Oh, you know, she's showing me in a certain light, but in a way it's just like, well, that's her truth and that's her perspective of of us and me. Right. And it's like that's my best friend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And that's what the vibe was. Like, I love you. I'm down for whatever you got going. You know what I'm saying? You're obviously talented. I want to see you shine. You know, it was all of that vibe. You know, she was happy that her friend was doing her thing and that she included her in her thing, you know, and and told a a appropriate version of, you know, what happened in their lives. Like, I'm sure she was genuinely touched. She didn't demonize her, try to make her look like some bad person because she was doing drugs. No. You know, she kind of gave it context. Well, this is why. And but this doesn't make her a bad person. This is still my friend. Yeah. But, you know, I was looking at Rue and she's sitting with two empty chairs behind beside her, mm-hmm. uh, two empty seats. So I'm thinking like her mom and Gia was like, no, girl, we're not <laughs> going to see. <laughs> we're right. not going. But I, I thought that would have been so dope if Leslie was there with Sue. Right. Yeah, that would that would have been tight. But maybe maybe, you know, she just wasn't in the mood for all that, you know? Maybe she's out with Ali, you know? <laughs> I hope so. You know, I hope I really so. Hope so. Um, but we kind of got lost track on the Fez thing because that's what I'm most worried about. As all of this stuff is taking place, you know, I'm happy for Lexi. You know, I'm happy, you know, the ruse not on drugs at the current second, you know, like, <laughs> but I'm looking at Fez, like, you got your buster-ass homeboy who's named Custer. <laughs> and Faye should have way more allegiance to you at this point. She's living with you. She seems like she has a bit of a conscience, but she won't act on it. She seems like she's not as high as she used to be also, by the way. Right. Um, and yeah, we got Ashtray, who's the our little baby Look. savior of the show. Mm-hmm. Spidey <laughs> senses. He got yeah, the spidey he- senses. Although it was his, you know, his actions that made it hot over at the house. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he was justified in everything that he's done. When they killed Mouse, good. He's a terrible person. He was going to kill you or put you in a twist at some point. This relationship was not going to see 
positive end for one of the parties. So True. better him than me. You know what I'm saying? And I like that Ash could see like life through that prism because that's also the world they very much live in and they have to survive in. So yeah, it's kind of weird also to see like Fez is like kind of tripping a little bit. Like he should be way more aware of what's going on around him, you know? And he's he, love drunk. Jared. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so he's so hype off the show. He got his nice little roses, you mm-hmm. know, that was like, look great. I was excited. Like, okay, he's, he's got it all together. But what is his boy doing? Are the police on the phone? Because at first I thought he was just like going to be recording, but it seems like from the sneak preview to the next episode, spoiler alert, that Fez is somehow arrested or, you know, slammed down by the police. He obviously doesn't make it to the play. But how, you know, because he put his phone down. So what do you guys think that meant? He was recording the conversation. That's the only thing I could really get from it. You know, there's no need to go in with all the wires and shit. Right. You can literally just put your phone down, face down, and no one knows what's going on. Yeah. So we got Ashtray sitting there like, <laughs> something's up. And, you know, and Faye is not making it any better by, like, creeping and, like, peeking around every corner every time, every chance she gets. But, you know, when, when Fez calls her in, you know, to ask about the tie situation, you know, we can tell, like, she really, she really thinks Fez is a, a cool-ass guy and that they, you know, they have some sort of bond. But... I really hope that she can come to her senses to, you know, at least give him a heads up before he walks out. But maybe he doesn't get a chance to even walk out before everything comes in. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not it, looking at Faye to be like the savior of the situation, because at this at this moment, it seems like it's just too late. Yeah, it seems like she just cowers out because in the uh, also in the preview, he's knocking on the door and she's in the room or he's, you know, somewhere yeah, in the bathroom she, or something. Yeah, she, he's screaming her name. So. Yeah, it doesn't seem like things turn out great, but hopefully, um, I don't know. He's not in jail all next season, and Lexi's visiting him in jail. No, they can't do that. They won't do that. They won't put Rue in rehab. They won't put Fez in jail. That's yeah. not the way that the show works. There's going to be some drama, and I'll bet you Custer end up dead. That'd be my yeah. guess. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was hoping, honestly. <laughs> like, you know, snitches get stitches, and sometimes they get thrown in ditches, so... I gotta say so, though, Faye's lips are so distracting, dude. That's like oh half God. her goddamn face. No, that's <laughs> that's all me and my girl were talking about through the whole scene. We're like enormous. How is it that somebody walks around like this every day? Like, and they I mean, she's perfect for the role, but it's just kind of crazy. There's a whole culture of people that look like that, I guess. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So with with this whole uh Fez and Ashtray situation, Maze, you say if something happens to Fez like you're I'm done I'm out why why because this is my guy he's (laughs) a drug dealer (laughs) but he's the drug dealer with the heart of gold it wasn't his fault yeah all right he was he was born into this shit all right his parents abandoned him his grandma took him in this is just the only life he knows he just wants to go on a really very tame date with his love interest and hold hands while he smokes weed and she looks at him and they watch stand by me. That's all he's trying to do. All right. Yeah, I get it. But you know, we just talk about accountability and like no one has really faced any true consequences in this show. So it looks like it's going to, it's going to start with him. And then, you know, we, we go to Jules in her bedroom trying to destroy this fucking disc. Just snap it in half. Just snap snap it. it. Exactly. (laughs) I'm like, she, she's really like 17. She doesn't know what to do with this disc. Oh, speaking of, so we have a scene where we get all of the doubles, you know, as cheerleaders. And they do a performance to Tweet's song, Oops, Oh My, a song that came out in 2002, where (laughs) these kids were probably not born or just born when this song was hot. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Another one of my specialties. Like, they always throw one of those in every episode. You know, I'm glad you called it out this time and not me, but I had it in my notes. Like, Tweet, Oops, like, come on, now it's popping when I was young. Like, that's... It was hot. it was. So, I love that song. It's one of my favorite songs. So, did you guys do theater in school? I did. I did. So, not. when you were a part of a production, did administrators come in to see what it looked like first to give you kind of like a an approval? 
No, but there'd be some sort of teacher, like a theater professor or director, yeah. essentially, that, that would be doing that. So it's not so, like there's no adults in the room. Because I'm just looking at all of the scenes in this uh, in this play where we have a very sexualized uh, cheerleading scene. And then we get the completely over-the-top gym gay scene. We were holding out. Until the final segment to talk about this this sequence. <laughs> and if and Bethany, Jason, you both know me, all right? There is nothing in this world that I love more than an Uber homoerotic workout dance-a-thon. Okay? I love it. It was great. <laughs> yeah. What the hell is going on? I need a hero. Okay. Oh. Before before I watch the episode, there's a lot of, you know, Twitter reactions and everybody's like, oh, Lexi finished the job that Fezco started. She <laughs> ethered Nate. He's done. What? No, he, he's a future serial killer. You're squirting lighter <laughs> fluid on this fire. Yeah. This didn't do any. This didn't finish him at all. This dude has committed real crimes. Yeah. Why are we? Why are we saying that basically calling him gay is finishing this man? Because it is a huge insecurity of his. Because this this is a real life insecurity of his. He's not open about this. He wants to bury his father's, you know, history. And he's not open about his feelings with Jewel. So this is like, wait, what do you mean? I'm not gay. It's kind of like really playing with his emotions. I really enjoy watching that asshole squirm in his seats and how everyone's turning around and looking and the makeup on uh, the scar on, yeah the scar on ethan's head perfect it's like no perfect. you know exactly who we're talking about yeah i i think it wasn't an ether like i feel you maze because it's like <clears throat> nate jacobs is gonna continue to torment people and do all kind of you know fucked up shit as long as he's at euphoria high but it was a great response on her part and like, basically, she shined a light on him. I can just imagine, you know, everybody saw him leave at that point, you know? Yeah. And so that's going to be a gossip school moment, you know? Like, who knows? You know, and that's, like, kind of the best way she can kind of tell her sister what she's already been feeling, right? Yeah. And like, because she don't fuck with him. Like, give her, give him a piece of her mind. Like, I know what, you know, what you up to and all the bullshit you be on. So... I think that was dope for Lexi to use her art to express her feelings to everybody. And that was yeah. kind of the culmination of it. And Nate was clearly affected. He gets up, he walks out, and he takes it out on Cassie, of all people. It's like, oh, you knew she was... It's like, I didn't know shit. She right. had moved in, by the way. He yeah. said, get your <laughs> stuff. <laughs> get your, your stuff shit. Get out. Get out yeah. my damn house. Yeah. The, the one <laughs> other thing that just didn't totally sit well with me on this was we've talked in the past, especially with that conversation between Jewel and Elliot about like sexuality is a spectrum and how progressive the sexual politics of this show are generally. Mm. This seemed very reductive and kind of antiquated. Just mm -hmm. calling the macho sports guy gay and saying that, when they're working out, they're really jerking each other off. He He's not gay. He's struggling with his sexuality, but right. he's not out here fucking dudes. Like, yeah. he, he's right. clearly in love with Jewel, and he's infatuated with her, and she's trans, and so that's a very thorny landscape, but... But this is, again, this is Lexi's point of view here. You know, maybe she's not as progressive as everyone else is. Right. She's She's one of those fake libs. Mm. <laughs> okay, so and, so when and, I say that it's tone deaf, you're, you're saying that Lexi's tone deaf. All right, Lexi's tone deaf. <laughs> yeah. It's her. It's her. Yeah, she, because, she's misogynistic. Maybe. Yeah, because like if someone who who really cares about you know people and their own experiences with their own sexuality, you would never out them like that. You right. would never embarrass them. You would never treat someone in that way. But it's like, but it's Nate, you know. Right. You know, and the guy that she's, you know, she has feelings for bust him over the head with a bottle. Like, you know, she, I'm sure she's been, you know, made aware, like, of the disc, perhaps, and the relationship with, um, you know, how he tormented Jules and, um, and Rue. So 
it's kind of like, let me get you back in a way that humiliates you as much as possible. Yeah. I fucks wow. with it. Yeah, I was. I, was, I, I fucks yeah. with it, but I don't because you don't out anyone like that. But I see right. that she's like still riding for her people at the same time, trying to wake her sister up. Like the guy that you're in love with is a fucking nut. Yeah, and that's the that's the thing that I really fucked with it for was like if you gotta do some kind of like silly shit to get somebody's attention, especially like your sister, then why not? And it worked in the context of her play. Like, everybody liked it, you know? So I think the, the ends justified the means in this case. Yeah, yeah. The, the the giant punching bag, heavy bag coming down from the sky right next to the two medicine balls to form a giant <laughs> silhouetted phallus. Yes, yeah. everybody. The squirt bottles. That, the, the confetti jizz, all of it. Yes, it had people calling Lexi a genius. Yeah. I wonder, you know, is she a choreographer too? <laughs> Seems like she's just a writer. And she says yeah. her, her notes were probably Nate does some gay shit and then somebody else took care of that. <laughs> somebody else drew it up. Yeah, I don't yeah, the choreography in this uh in this play was, was excellent. The the blocking, the you know, obviously we talked about the set design. Um, you know, yeah. shout out to the the real and the fake people who, yeah. who made that happen. <laughs> no, I, I loved uh, I loved in the feature at the the choreographer talking about his inspiration and and Sam was basically like, "Yeah, we kind of just let him roll, run with this one." <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we were pleased with what he came up with. Like yeah. I said, I loved it. I loved it as a standalone work of art. I just I didn't really yeah. it was so it wasn't a finishing move, man. Nate'll so, be back. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so Please. So your your whole problem with this episode was just it. You didn't understand where we were, like the transitions between, you know, someone's thoughts, real life and the play. To a degree. Yes. I thought it was overly complicated is how I would put it. I, okay. I, I am totally fine with you doing a ridiculous high school play. That's fine. I, I'm all for it. Give it to me. But let me see the play being the play. Right. right. Like, right. let the characters who are supposed to be playing, who are standing in for our characters, let them do the work. Don't bring in the real actors right. to do the scenes. Like, and keep us in the theater. Make us have the reactions that the audience is having, as opposed to, like, put, trying to put us in their heads and jumping all over the place in time. I just felt like it was too much. Yeah. Yeah, it was interesting also how they did the, the Rue and Jade switches throughout. Yeah. Because Lexi's Lexi the whole time. Right. And sometimes she's with Yeah, Bruce, so sometimes she's I, wanted, with I wanted to say that. So she, Lexi's character is supposed to be Grace. Now, when she's doing that whole walkthrough, you know, as her future, like, hot self, mm -hmm. someone's like, oh, I should have banged Lexi Howard. It was like, wait, I thought her name was Grace. <laughs> but okay. <laughs> okay. That's a great, great point. <laughs> yeah, that I, might be the best point for Maze's point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not saying that I I don't disagree with you. I just really loved being able to like think and not have everything just spelled out for me. I had to really just sit back and be like, oh, what are they trying to do here? Like Jason, you you said this was one of your favorite episodes, maybe your favorite episode. Yeah. Right? Like I yeah. I really, really enjoyed the Rue standalone two episodes ago. Yeah. And I yeah. think the reason that I enjoyed it is because it's the most linear and like, yeah, it makes sense. Like, you know, cinematic storytelling that we've had in an yeah. episode of Euphoria. This was the complete other yeah, side I, of it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I love that. I'm, I'm more of like an avant-garde filmmaker. Like this is like the French new wave, you know, this is like, Oh, mais oui. <laughs> yeah. This, you know, Euphoria. This is exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, it you know, it's like Jules and Jim. It doesn't all have to make sense. There's all these random cuts and jumps in the story and what, you know, like you're just being thrown around and that's fun. Like, you, fuck the rule book. Yeah, we yeah, just, exactly. And I We're love just going to put on a show. Yeah. Exactly. So I will say this. When I finished Euphoria season one, I went online and found the pilot episode. And in the pilot, Nate, is killed. Mm. Wow. Yeah. First wow. episode. So he dies. And then I guess it starts off. I can't remember. I think it starts off with his memorial at mm. like the, at the football stadium. It's kind of like, Oh, it's sad. What happened to, 
Nate, but fuck him. And then they go into this whole story about how he was this huge terrorist. Mm. So it's, it's just so funny just to see how, how much the show has changed from inception to what we see now that he yeah. was, I mean, you guys watch This Is Us, right? No, I don't. I have not. Holy shit! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just save that analogy for another time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is not. I don't want to spoil. Yeah, yeah, this ain't us. <laughs> <laughs> I do not want to spoil it. It is incredible how they wrote it, and it and it's kind of similar to Euphoria because we kind of jump in time here and there but um but yeah it's it's just really interesting to see how everything is playing out how of course you have to keep nate on because he's such a menace on the show and he's hot but 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 maze the the other reason why i love this episode is that it incorporated different moods it's jumping around but i got suspense with the fed story i got the you know the joy of the theater and all of that you know, I got the uh, yeah. They were talking about how it was kind of sitcommy. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so you I had, really you had comedy. You had the sad moments when we mm-hmm. revisit, you know, Cassie and Lexi's dad and how they're like dancing together. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, you know Ethan who's playing every fucking body, MVP, and I loved it. Oh, MVP, give him the Tony. Give him, give the, him the Tony. All of that. The Emmy, everything, you know. You get a little bit of a horror movie with Cassie fogging up the glass outside the theater. Right, exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's yeah. right. No, we, we got it all. And so sometimes you need a good gumbo. And that's what I felt like this episode was. You know, it, they gave us the whole thing and the kitchen wow, sink. gumbo. Where would you make gumbo? I guess you'd do it in Rue's kitchen. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and unless... Y'all have anything else you want to, any other herbs and spices you want to add to the pot? No, to be continued. Do it for us this week on Brew's Kitchen for Bethany Anderson, Jason Madison. I'm Anthony Mays. We'll see you for the season finale ah! of Euphoria. Yeah. I don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs>